Episode 53, Part 2 of The Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm still your host, Sean. What was the head shake for? I put the The Geeksters in there again. Yes, we are just <laughs> Geeksters. We're not The Geeksters. <laughs> again, we could be. <laughs> the Geeksters? Yes. Sir. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I think Geeksters says it all. Oh, that's true. <laughs> just no, like we always change the name, though. <laughs> Two boobs in the basement. <laughs> But we don't have a basement anymore. That's right. I mean, we're doing we're in the basement now, but we are live on radio.com on Sundays. So, you know, from seven to ten p.m. Listen, bitches. You know you wanna. Yeah. In the second hour, of course, we talk about nerd news and tech news, and we give a review of World War Z. Yes, we watch World War Z, and of course, you know, it liked it. Yeah. Of course, I liked it, but you know, of course, of course. <laughs> 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 uh, nothing else exciting happened that hour or 45 minutes or however long we were talking for before we took our musical break see that's the thing another two you people guys even though you have the breakdown of the episodes if you listen to us live ooh I burped <laughs> I had to hold that in <laughs> I was willing to share it with the audience I was like no I love them all I don't think we're that close yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that if you listen to us live, you get music, too. Yes. Not only laughs, information, kind of, <laughs> but you get good music. You can rock out with your geek out. Yeah, there you go. You know, between commercial, you know, we, do, we don't have commercials, but it's kind of like a commercial break where Ed needs to, you know, snort some Xanax and, you know, <laughs> get ready for the next hour because I'm always like, woo, woo, so, on that note, hope you enjoy part part two, two. of our three-part episode. Enjoy. And we're back. And listen to Geeksters on AquanetRadio.com. Well. <laughs> <laughs> nice little pause there. Yep. <laughs> this shit ready to go, Ed. What's next? It's nerd news. You know that. <laughs> so, we're going to pick up the slack a little bit there, but okay. Who, me? <laughs> yeah. I'm a slacker. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm too busy killing hookers. Oh, no, I haven't. I'm too busy skydiving. There you go. <laughs> Stealing cars and shit. Okay, so what's her first news, nar- news nerd news article? Hoshio <laughs> <laughs> Yumisani, uh, Nintendo visionary, dies at 85. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, well, moment, a brief moment of silence. I, okay, let's face it. This guy, if it wasn't for him... I probably wouldn't be playing Grand Theft Auto Five today, right? You know, or maybe I would be. It'd be something different. Yeah. But this guy was an icon. I mean, literally. I mean, for those people who don't know, he, yeah, he led Nintendo as it became a powerhouse in video games. He's been there uh, with the guys since '98. Well, I mean, he he oversaw the launch of the Nintendo's first ever game consoles. Uh, you know, started with the uh, the color TV game six, which never nobody really heard of. And then it went from there, from the Nintendo Entertainment System to Super Nintendo, where he received the Game Boy and the N64. Um, and he left the company about um, 2002. He stepped down as president, and then he was on the board, but then uh, he left the board of records until, like, 2005. Yeah. So, uh, but he was he's around for all those... As Kevin Smith would say, big bucket of wind yeah. for that guy. <laughs> 
Yes. So uh, and thanks to him, um, you can steal cars and kill hookers. That's right. In the comfort of your own home. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, it's a sad moment, but uh, you know, like I said, he was a revolutionary. He was eighty-five. So again, big bucket of win. Yeah. Uh, you know, it can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, no one wants to go, but I mean, I wish that when I, if I go at eighty-five or later, I hope someone can sit there and go, you know what. He wasn't a bad guy. Yes. I'm not going to revolutionize anything, but uh, if I can make a few people chuckle with this show and their podcast, mm-hmm. I think I did a good deed. Yeah. <laughs> Way to bring the show down. <laughs> Had to lead off with a death. <laughs> All right, now let's try to get back to funny. <laughs> All right, let's try with this one. Why our producer says season two is like the 21st century version of Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> Fill me in, Ed. How is that comparison? Well, with season two, it sounds like CW's Arrow will be looking like to a sci-fi classic for inspiration. Superhero fans are get ready for the new season of Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. The new version of Kirk, Spock, Spock and McCoy. Slow down, Ed. we got yeah. plenty of time. <laughs> forget the I'm, fact. I'm, forget I'm going the fact as fast left. as you drove up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that failed attempt of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how are they going to do that? Like, I don't understand the, the concept. In the chat, of, in the in chat with Entertainment Weekly, exclude ex- boy. <laughs> you want to just chuck this article completely? Yes, <laughs> we've got plenty more. Okay, hold on. Let's see. One of the here's a quote. One of the crew members actually pointed it out to us. He said, "The scripts are really funny this year. It's not just Felicity. It's having Felicity and Dig and Oliver together, having not uh, having a triumvirate." All three actors are pretty light on their feet. The characters are having survived an undertaking, and they all got into a bit of a rhythm. One thing we're really exploring is that they really have become friends. They really have become family. There's an easygoing camaraderie about them that allows them to enjoy what they're doing a little bit more. Okay, so I... Wow, that is a really thin veil for Star Trek, the original series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes Felicity and Dig have a discussion or an argument to really kind of educate... Uh, Ooh, eludicating what's going on inside Oliver's head. It's sort of the 21st century version of Cock, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy having an argument in sickbay. Now the question remains, who's Spock? Who's McCoy? Is this scenario in this scenario? Oliver would have to be Kirk, right? My question is, who cares? <laughs> it wasn't a big news week. Obviously. So. Well, I mean, it can't be a big news week. You lead off with a death. <laughs> All right. So what's up? What's next? <laughs> Well, to me, that was the most crucial piece of news. It was. It was pretty crucial. I mean, for geeks all around the world. Yes. Next is X-Men Avengers writer owns comics fan after sexist remark. Okay. Okay. One of the most prolific writers in comic book history laces into the notion that comics should pay more attention to men. Okay. Yeah. I thought they do. (laughs) Well, it is... uh, This subject was brought explicitly to a person... Writing more comics right now than anybody else. That's Brian Michael Bendis. He's the one that's doing the Ultimate Spider-Man, and he wrote for the Avengers for a couple books, and now he's uh, doing the X-Men comics as as we speak right now with Chris Kramart. Okay, so what was the comment? That uh, I think I think I didn't think you were going to jump that fast on me. <laughs> well, I don't care what the details are. What's the comment, and what did he say? Well, basically, they were saying that. 
the there, it's a long going thing that they you know some people think that it's great that they have more female roles in the comics and that the fact that the lesbian gay community are getting their say in comic books finally but he feels that <clears throat> because of because of X-Men that it's like yeah that should be the way it is but a lot of people that think that's catered to men is is not correct like you should be able to like everybody accepting for it and not just men okay hold on see now i'm now i'm really confused because the whole uh whole thing is the avengers he he basically slammed a fan after that fan made a sexist remark right is there anything in the article that says what that sexist remark quote was no, no, according to this, there is no exact quote of what was actually said and what his response was. Right. Just basically has a Tumblr and here's more than happy to answer fan questions. Uh, here's the question. I understand trying to make comics female friendly, but aren't you guys worried that you're going to lose your core audience, which is male? In the X-Books, you have had more focus on the likes of these females like Jean and Kitty, while it should be Cyclops, who has been the star of the X-Men comic for years. I would doubt. I would debate that saying Wolverine's been more of the fan, the star. Mm-hmm. What warrants these characters more time than him? Gene and Kitty are secondary characters. You guys listen too much to women bitching. They cause too much freaking drama in Comic-Dom. Comic-Dom. Now, I could weigh in on how X-Men as a team book and always been, how Cyclops actually does get a lot of attention or that Gene and Kitty are far from just bit players in the grand scheme of decades storytelling, but I don't need to because Ben just cut through all that to the heart of the matter. Here is his response. Wow, you are the first person who I'm kind of glad asked your question anonymously because I don't want to know you. As a reader of my work, I want you to listen to me very carefully. You have major issues. <laughs> Almost every line of your question reeks of complete misunderstanding of yourself as a man and of women in general. Woohoo! Nice slam. It's okay... To find yourself more interested in something than others, of course it is. It's okay to like Cyclops more than Jean Grey, but if you draw the line at women characters not being interesting to you because you are a man, or you think I am being manipulated by some bitching women, is really out there. As a reader, uh, as a reader of the X Men, whose entire philosophy is about tolerance and understanding, you're missing the point. That uh, the last bit of philosophy of X Men cannot be understated. X-Men have always been for the disenfranchised, the misunderstood, the marginalized, and the minorities of the world. In other words, heteronormivates, ooh, dudes, wow, that's a, that's a big word. Yeah. Are of the, that's a 50-cent word. That's a, that's a dollar word. <laughs> are the, you can tell he's a writer. Yes. <laughs> are the kind of the last people a writer should have in mind when penning an X-Book. And we're glad that Ben has openly acknowledged that they're here. All right. I mean, I would tend to I would tend to debate that saying that I don't think. Yes, you know what? Comic books are kind of geared towards men, right? To a degree, yeah. Because at the time, I mean, let's face it, you're catering to like little boys, and yes, little girls are are reading comic books too. So you do have to thinly veil like your your heroes and heroines. Mm-hmm. But I think the average comic book reader is in their twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that you know, I think they do kind of base the scale i mean if yes okay let's say let's use this kid that's this moron's excuse of cyclops being the leader yeah he's a leader so you can't do every episode by cyclops you have a team right you know why not spin off and say like okay personally one of the things i stopped reading about the book was 
I'm so tired of the, the, the what do you call it, Cyclops and Jean Grey storyline. I don't care that they're fucking in love. Mm-hmm. I want to see him go punch evil in the face. Right. You know, and do so by using your powers. That's why the Wolverine doesn't really get into many relationships. It's usually sneaky, sneaky, got you, and mm-hmm. I'm out. Okay. And, you know, you don't see, very rarely is he pining over the lost love. Yes, he loves Jean Grey, which we all know, because in the movies, and maybe some part of the comic books. Right. And he's had some failed relationships that's caused them to die. Right. To mold him into the angry, short Canadian dude that he is. Right. But I, I don't need to read every episode about that. Right. You know, I don't think they really do that much. You know, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure, there's there's gay and lesbian characters in the, mm-hmm. in the world of comics. I don't think they get to the push as much as I think they should. Right. Like you, you the one guy from uh, X-Men who they just married off, I think it was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't see him having his own book. Right. No, he's a secondary character from Alpha Flight in the comic book genre. So again, the comics aren't really embracing a gay, major gay character. It's like, yes, and he's gay. Right. But you'll never see him in an X-Men book other than when we need to promote him for something. Right. To go, hey, look, we're promoting gay marriage and stuff like this because we haven't gotten married. Well, you know what? Why don't you spin it off into a, to his own series? Right. To right. really try to sink your teeth in. Because basically it was just kind of sell title. That's basically yeah, it's down to it. I, yeah, I'll be honest. I bought both part one and part two of that just so I can say I didn't read it because there was other stuff going on in that storyline that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I bought them, threw them inside, and go, okay, you know what? In 20 years, maybe they'll be worth twice as much as I paid for. Right. The whole $6. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> we'll look at Batwoman. Last week we talked about Batwoman getting the shaft because DC won't let her character get married. Right. You know, and they say, like, I can kind of understand the point of not the whole, like, the whole marriage part, not because it's a gay marriage, but just in marriage in general, because when, as soon as you marry a cup, a, a relationship, mm-hmm. it becomes more adult, and if you're trying to gear forward the teenage audience, it's not going to work. Right. But I tend to disagree, only for the fact is, why not, like, Peter Parker and Mary Jane had a really nice established relationship for decades. Yeah. And it worked, and it promoted, you know, like, how a couple can get, actually get along. Like, you're not having, like, Kyle Radner's girlfriend get shoved into a freezer right. back in the 70s. You know, yeah. there's not a somebody get, not a, not somebody getting killed. Like, oh, I love her. I love her. Oh, no, now she's dead. Right. Like, right. Eh, all right, what's next? Next is Disney and Pirates producer Bruckheimer to end film deal. All right. The Walt Disney Company and Jack Bruckheimer are the producer behind the blockbuster Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and the summer flop The Lone Ranger will end their long film deal next year the media company announced Thursday okay the company Brookheimer decided to re- not to renew the contract uh, which deals with Disney but Disney gets the first look of the rights of all the producers films okay for how long uh it does not say <laughs> <laughs> I love hitting you with this question. <laughs> Disney did announce, however, that they will be not delaying the fifth installment of the Pirates movies, which was which will be scheduled on in theaters in July of 2015. Okay, well, I want to take a moment here, just kind of everybody thinks. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 let me correct that. They are they are going to push that back, but there's no new dude, no new date set. Okay, sorry. Now let's let's be honest. The role of a producer. Mm-hmm is basically the money person. Yeah. You have Jerry Bruckheimer's name attached to it. It's going to gather more attention Mm -hmm. because he's a big name in in movies. Right. You know, but he also does all the CSI movies, uh, all the CSI TV shows. Mm -hmm. He's a producer of that. 
So, I mean, yeah, you have his name. Everyone knows his name. It's the road, you know, that that stretch of road. And you come across a tree that gets struck by lightning. Yeah. You know, I'm just letting those people know at home. You know. I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm filling in the audience. People going, I don't know who Jerry Bruckheimer is. I'm, watch. I'm, I'm just saying to the, what the audience would say. Yeah. Okay. This, well, not okay. many people know who Jerry Bruckheimer is. Okay. You know? Going in 60 seconds. Anyway, so all he's doing is just putting up the money. Right. His name and the money going, okay, I'll produce that movie. Here's the money. Go make it. So... If I you, think he's. I think he's more involved than that. You think? Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think at this point now, I think he can kind of rest on his laurels and go, "Yeah, I'm Jerry Bruckheimer. We need thirty million dollars. Here you go." Yeah. You know, you need you need to. I mean, he could. I'm sure, but you know, I'm sure he gets involved in some of these projects just because you know he wants to put something more than just money into it. Or he wants to see something specific. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe. Like I'm sure, like as Jerry Bruckheimer, he'd be probably more inclined to have like Gone in sixty seconds. I know that's a movie he produced. I want Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie in it. Let's mm-hmm. give it to them first. And then because it's a Bruckheimer production, they might be going, oh, you know what? I like Jerry Bruckheimer movies, so why not? Right. But aren't they also, isn't he also like responsible for the Transformers movies? Is he? I know Michael Bay is the director, but it used to be the, t- the, the two of them, Bruckheimer and Michael Bay, were the two, like the combo of, I mean, they gave you Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, a lot of like the, you know, IMDb. That's right. You know, I think the two of them, I think Jerry Bruckheimer was the producer of the Transformers movies where Michael Bay was the director. Okay. You know. I continue on. <laughs> so I think the idea behind a producer, him leaving, is a, a loss for Disney. But I also think, too, like if you just go, okay, we're making Pirates of the Caribbean 1700000 Right. It, it's a brand, It's already a brand name. Right. So I don't think like whoever's producing it is really going to be a big... A loss, okay. In, in my opinion, like, oh, okay. So Jerry Bruckheimer's producing it, not producing it. All right, but it does still have Johnny Depp in it. I'm gonna go see it. You know, <laughs> true, true. You might want to look at all cast, Ed. <laughs> Trying to have a hard time looking to see where. Uh... I was just hoping they would have it like real quick on the top, but they don't. Right. So now again, Alfred, because I would tell Alfred to Google. Jerry Bruckheimer films. Like, just go, Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay films. And then, Google that bitch shit. <laughs> Google that shit, bitch. <laughs> See, Ed, we Does not... not have Jerry Bruckheimer's name in any producer credits. Really? For the Transformers movie. Uh, maybe he was smart. <laughs> maybe he said, yeah, that's going to be stupid. <laughs> or maybe that's the reason why those movies failed. I mean, not failed, but you know, that's, maybe that's the reason why those movies aren't as good. <laughs> <laughs> like the first one, okay. I enjoyed the first Transformers movie since we're spinning, since we're talking about yeah, those movies. Yeah. I enjoyed the first one. The second one I thought was all right. Third one I laughed hysterically through the entire thing, just going, "How can people be watching this shit?" Yeah, we watched the third one together in the theaters, and we were just laughing at it, just like, oh "My God!" And they went to ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, just the whole. <laughs> I mean, it's a Transformers movie. It's kind of ridiculous in itself, but but yeah, but you can still do it well enough to go, "Holy shit, that was awesome!" Yeah. I'm watching Transformers 3 and I'm going, holy shit, this is crap. <laughs> yes, giant robots fighting each other is awesome. It's yeah. great. I love it. But at the same token, oh, God, the acting is shit. <laughs> and I do, I, I didn't miss Megan Fox. <laughs> I have to admit, I did kind of miss her. Yeah. Smartest move she ever made was getting fired from that third one. Maybe gave a little respect for her. Yeah. Honestly. 
Really? Yeah. Because she was in the first two, and she was obviously the sexy one from the first one. She was obviously real sexy in the second one. Mm-hmm. And the third one, when she got fired from it, they replaced her with a hot blonde. Mm-hmm. I forget, forget who, the, who the actress was. But you can just tell that they didn't really, they just, all they did in the script was erase Megan Fox's character's name, remade a new name for that character, threw the blonde in, and it was pretty much the same kind of relationship that Megan Fox would have had. Right. You know, I don't think they changed a lick of the storyline. They just went, Megan Fox has been fired. All the stuff that she's going to say, we can have this hot blonde do, and that'll be it. You know? Um, Rosie Huntington Whiteley. Yeah, nope, no clue. And I don't think how much what she's been in since then. What's she been in since then? She's going to be in Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, is that a video game? Uh, it would say voice. Yeah, it doesn't say voice. Okay. I knew you know, they're trying to relaunch the Mad Max movie line, but yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that and Transformers 3 are the only two movies she's in. Yep, see? <laughs> she was a pot piece of ass for the movie, just hired her for that. Nothing came of her career because obviously the movie was panned. <laughs> Imagine that you're like a you're going to be in a blockbuster movie, Transformers Three. You know what? Oh crap! I just I just say, hey Sean, you want to be in Transformers Four? If someone came to me and said, Sean, you want to be in Transformers Four? I'd be like, hell yes! <laughs> just yes. I don't care if I was like the the comic, the fat, chubby comic relief guy, the best friend to go in. Gee, Willikers, look a car! You know. <laughs> just to kind of sit there and go, I was in Transformers 4. What up? <laughs> Were you? No. Suck it, bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but if you wanted to continue your acting career beyond Transformers. Okay, it would be kind of like a hinder. What happened to you? Oh, fucking bitch. Don't you know me? I was in Transformers 4. I was the G. Willikers of car, dude. <laughs> then you'll be at Comic-Con at the, at the autograph booth at the way quarterback with the has-bits. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be the B-movie actress. Like, hey, remember me? I was the... Hey, look, it's card died from Transformers <laughs> 4. Thank you. What happened to your career? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. What do you think of sitting here signing this shit? <laughs> oh, look, a car. Let me write. Oh, look, it's a car on it. Here you go, kid. That'll be 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even pay 20 for you. Okay. Now, okay. Wait. I would say, okay, 20 bucks. <laughs> Pictures free with me because I don't, I don't buy into a whole like you know you, photo ops. The photo ops. Yeah. I mean, if it's the photo opportunity where I'm standing in like a screen and I'm posing like one on one, maybe. But if I'm sitting in line, can you imagine going to like Comic Con or Wizard World and say yeah, like a photo op? It's like who are you again? Um, yo, look, it's a car, dude. Transformers Four, T Four, yo, what up? Terminator Four, no Transformers Four, yo, what up? <laughs> I mean, look, I'll have to, you know, because I'll be older, I'll have to do that. Gee, Willikers, look, a car. <laughs> oh, my God, it is you. Sound exactly the same. Thank you. That'll be $25. Acting. Acting. Thank y'all. That'd be $25 for my autograph. Pitch, free picture. There you All go. right, move along, kid. 25 You know what? I, I, I'm always fascinated when we go to Comic-Cons and yeah. Monster-Cons, like yeah. how much you're paying for, for autographs and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. I mean, if I was uh, if I was there, mm-hmm. I'm obviously there to see a fan base and the people who love and admire me. Right. So why not like make it reasonable? Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know how much they get paid to show up. You know, right. Yeah. Like, is the reason why? Like, let's say, uh, let's say, um, 
I'm a big draw. Like everyone loves my G Willikers a car line from Tur- <laughs> for Transformer Four. Yes. And it got me some other gigs where I'm like, gee, Willikers, a boat. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just kind of spit off. Transformers 5. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Just like, I'm the gee, Willikers, look, a uh, guy. Like, whatever. Or Charles remake. Gee, Willikers, a shark. Exactly. Everybody out of the water. Why? Gee, Willikers, a shark. <laughs> like, just kind of spit it off. <laughs> or better yet, you're in the you're in one of the sci-fi movies. <laughs> Gee Willikers, a Sharknado! <laughs> and then I get killed. Like, like, like that. Uh, see, your career is just taking off. My career is taking off, exactly. I'm the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one-line guy, just going, Gee Willikers, a fashion show. Like, that'll be it. And then what happens is my I become an, like, I become a catchphrase on a t-shirt, let's say. <laughs> You, your face will be a meme on Facebook for like yes. years. Yes, G. Williker, murder, like you know, just kind of stuff like that. So then, so then you find me at a comic con like twenty years later. I'm, I'm even angrier than I was when I first started, and I'm just like grumble, grumble, G. Williker is your mom's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. G. Willikers, fuck you. <laughs> Move along, kid. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 You know? What do you want me to sign? Yeah, G. Willikers, your ass. <laughs> shit like that. You know? And But but my, my thing is, though, like, yeah. obviously, you're going to pay me to appear there. Right, right. I'm not just going to wheel up a table and just in front of the place going, hi, I'm the G. Willikers guy. Just give me 20 bucks and I'll sign anything. You know? <laughs> You're at the lobby. Yeah, I'm at the lobby. I'm in the men's room. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. G. Willikers a penis. <laughs> oh, Why true. couldn't I set up in the ladies' room? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but you figure I'm getting paid to be there. So, like, I wonder if the fee that I have to charge helps pay back that company that basically gave me the money. Like, obviously, they had to make money off to. Let's say, let's say, let's go nice and low. All right. Let's say they say, Sean, we'll give you $5,000 to appear at a Comic-Con. Right. All right. Now, in order to make back that money and to make money off of you appearing, you have to charge X amount of dollars. Let's say 40 bucks for your autograph. Right. Because you're going to average maybe 200 people. <laughs> 200 people really care about your G. Willikers now, appearance. when one day or the three days? Probably over the course of three days. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I'm gonna. Be I know of that reality. Go ahead. Continue. Right. I'm gonna be the guy alone in the booth. Like you'll have like me and like William Shatner, and it'd be like, oh my god, everyone's around William Shatner, and someone's <laughs> gonna feel bad that I'm sitting there at a table by myself, and they're gonna walk over, going, "Gee, sir, can I have your autograph? You give me that." G. <laughs> Willikers, Bill Shatner. <laughs> Fuck you. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> Like, G. Willikers, was the line for Shatner too long, <laughs> bastard? Boom! Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> so apparently, they were, I mean, I'm assuming that's probably how the... I really wish we could talk to somebody that knows how to hire these people. Like, when I saw Malcolm McDowell at the Monster Con, yeah. I'm like, I wonder how much... Like, he, I don't really think he needs to show up to these places. But he did. Right. Obviously, he got paid to do it. 
Well, I mean, he, he did it for his fans. I mean, he wanted to meet, you know. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I totally appreciate that because mm-hmm. I am a fan of Malcolm McDowell. But by the same token, it's a guy I never thought I would see at a, any kind of con. Right. Because he is so established as an actor. Shatner, I can understand. Like, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'll sign your thumb. Beat me up. What's your name? <laughs> Ed. <laughs> like, would wanna... you like me to sing? <laughs> Rocket Man. <laughs> No thanks. I, I've heard that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, I don't think Jerry Bruckheimer's got a thing to do with movies <laughs> anymore. <laughs> to try to get Wait, that's what this is about? <laughs> I don't care anymore. Wait, how do we get back? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, like, you know, wait, wait. I mean, I'm just saying like, with the blonde and from <laughs> Transformers T3, the Transformers 3. She's probably thinking, oh, I'm in a Transformers 3 movie. Yeah, okay, I replaced the hot Megan Fox, but I'm still a hot blind. My career's going to skyrocket. Movie shit. Now she's probably blowing dudes for 30 bucks <laughs> in the back of a motel. <laughs> Waiting for her big break in Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's all subjective, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> 2014 comes out, uh, Mad Max. 2014? Yeah. Next year? Yeah. Oh, boy. Whatever. All right, what's next? Oh, all right, back to the news. Yeah, let's go back to the news. <laughs> I'm done, Tom. I'm done my failed career as a G. Williker boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was failed. You were you were loved by 200 people. Uh, you know what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, World War Z director finally reveals that the ending had to change. What? <laughs> oh, the World War Z guy. Yeah, it reveals why that ending had to change. Sorry. Okay, why did it have to change, Ed? Director Mark Foster... I can't believe I screwed that up. <laughs> Director Mark Foster did the lengthy interview at with Movies.com, breaking down on how actually the ending compares to the original final act. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Still with me? I'm still with you. Okay. I don't know if the audience is, but all right. <laughs> I think we just went from 17,000 people to two. You and me. <laughs> now everybody loves to see her. Somebody flounder away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trainwreck Radio. Here you are, folks. So, okay. So what was I'm the... I'm just going to paraphrase this because this is really long. But basically, they, were, they changed the ending of the movie for a gla- epic battle between the zombies and um can't think of the character's name. But Brad Pitt's character. Brad, Brad. Okay, now we saw the movie Thursday. Yes. Now, what did you think about the movie that you saw? I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed I, it. So did I, obviously. I mean, you know, it was... Uh, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to give any spoilers because, you know... I mean, it just did come out on DVD. Yeah, well, it doesn't week, matter, but, but anyway. yeah, it ended differently than I... Because I told you about this ending. Right. And uh, the, for me, it was really good because, I mean, like, I'm not really into, like, a lot of horror movies. And I really, I don't consider it a horror movie. I consider it more of, like, an action... Action thriller. Thriller, right. That's why I liked it, because it wasn't, like, <clears throat> bloody or gory. It was right. just, it was creepy. Right. I mean, there was one bloody scene, but that didn't bother me at all. Well, it's because we saw the unrated version. Like, yes. And, I, and even when we had our friend Dave over to watch the movie, mm-hmm. both him and I didn't remember... There's a scene where the Israeli arms chick... Gets her hand cut off, right? Basically, that's no big spoiler. But I don't remember as much blood in the theatrical version than I did when we we're watching it there. Yeah. And granted, the unrated version had seven whole minutes more of stuff, so I'm assuming that's probably they probably hacked the hand off, 
quick mound it, and that was probably like that that thirty second cut that right. I saw with the blood spurt. I mean, because that to me was more of like more realism than anything else to get that you know feeling well, to it. Right, but they you know <clears throat> since it was a PG thirteen movie, they probably had to cut the blood splatter. Right. In order to make it a PG thirteen movie because of how realistic it looked. Yeah. I mean, so. it was very impressive. I mean, I, I was I was kind of blown away just by that little scene alone. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was insignificant, but it was like, wow. I was like, I didn't expect that to come at all. But, then... but so now, the original <clears throat> ending of the movie, though, was designed to be like this big, giant battle between... In the in the movie trailer, because I, me- I remembered in the movie trailer, they said that, there is, that Russia is a wasteland. Right, right. And that basically Brad Pitt's character goes to Russia and then gets a whole group of people, figures out how to defeat the... The zombies. How to kind of combat the zombies in a way that less... Not going too much into the plot. Basically, Brad Pitt saves a day and gets a whole bunch of people, and they come storm the storm the sea, the oceans of America to fight zombies. Right. But even Brad Pitt himself said, you already had a whole bunch of intense action sequences to kind of go with a big blowout at the end. Seemed kind of, Not only did it seem redundant... It seems kind of tiring and boring and already overdone because you're already looking at a two-hour movie. Yeah. So let it go. Right. So to come up with this new ending that was in the theaters, I think personally made more sense. Yes. You know, like more of a, it's his individual journey. Mm-hmm. And so, but at the time, the director had, didn't, he was pissed. Right. Foster was pissed. Because they were still, they were shooting that original ending. Right, because they actually cut the whole ending out and then he actually had, a, they got Damon Lindenoff to kind of finish up the script. Mm-hmm. And to come out with a better ending that was more plausible, and also in a way leading up to a sequel, right? Maybe, yes. You know, I would like to see a sequel to the movie, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. know. I don't know if I could really go with a sequel to that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I granted, I know Hollywood will probably do a three picture deal with it, and you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I I can see a sequel because the movie was expected to fail, mm-hmm. so I don't think anybody really thought sequel. Mm-hmm. But because it became a huge hit, I think somebody in the back office went, that World War Z movie? I think we make a sequel. Yeah. We never really did find out what happened. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an origin story. Yeah. You could do like a prequel. Like what happened? World War Z, Patient Zero. Yeah. World War Z, Patient Zero. There you go. Just Patient Zero. Well, it was already a movie, but not a zombie movie. Right. But you just do, yeah. World War Z, Patient Zero. Or World War Z, The Beginning. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Episode one. <laughs> the burning you know what who knows <laughs> all right so all right so there you go all right what else you got in news well the on tech news a playstation companion app for ios android due in november this is what i was waiting for okay hit owners, me up with some knowledge Ed. owners of the sony's upcoming ps4 will be able to download the playstation app for the ios and android come november the launch date has not been revealed by sony this week at, but at the two thir- 2013 Tokyo Game Show, according to the Gaming News at Pentagon, the PSL was scheduled to land in, in uh, North America November 15th. And in at York- Polygon. Hold on for a second. You, I'm sitting here listening to you. You go, according to Gaming News site uh, uh, Polygon. Pentagon. I'm like, they went to the Pentagon for this? <laughs> and I'll tell you the top. I'll tell you all the way to the top. The Pentagon's involved. The Pentagon's it's a conspiracy. Involved. 
So it's uh, scheduled November 14th for U.S. or North America and uh, the 29th of November for the Europeans. Okay, so basically mm-hmm. November 15th is the release date for the PS4. So it's the same so day. So it would make sense. Right. You know, and actually I'm, I was, the reason why I was curious is because I, was, I saw a trailer for Watch Dogs mm-hmm. on the PS4. And it looked like they had like a split screen of the action that you were doing on the screen, but also someone had like an iPad. It looked like an iPad. I thought it was part of the game. Mm-hmm. It actually is an actual iPad with the map of the city. Okay. So instead of having like a map HUD on your screen, you can actually have the map HUD on your iPad. Right. So or other kind of mobile device. I mean, the, the one of the major features that they're talking about now is the fact is that you can take your phone or, or any your mobile device and turn it into a joystick. Is one option. Also, the download extras, or you can maintain your uh, PlayStation Network account on the go. So, if you were, you know, if you're looking for updates or downloads while you're on the go, you can definitely. Do or that. if I'm over your house and you go, oh, I got this great game, and I go, oh my god, I want that. I can right there and then order it online and have it waiting for you when you get home. Yeah, have it basically uploading and download uploading onto my my PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and hopefully when I get home, I can just go home and play. Right. I think it's genius. I mean, there's, there's, they say there's multiple uh, applications they could do for it, but that's the domain selling point right I'm, now. I'm already sold. Cause I mean, I have my my PlayStation Four already pre-ordered. Cause I'm a nerd like that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else is next? Next. Well, speaking of Sony, Sony bringing the PS3 titles to Galakia in 2014. Future PS4 owners rejoice. Okay, what's Galakai? Galakai is their cloud-based system. For so, <laughs> so now you can purchase your PS3 games again on your PS4 through the cloud-based system. Oh, okay. So you can play it on the PS3. Yeah, so PS4. Well, I'll turn, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you. If, if I got like like right now, I'm playing GTA Five. Well, Rockstar already said that you won't be able. They're not making a PS4 version. You know, like like a lot of companies. Like at the end of the month. At the end of October, Assassin's mm. Creed 4 comes out, but it's coming out at the end of October, so you got to wait for the PS4 version when the system comes out. So I actually have to wait like um, half a month. To... Wow. I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. You don't have to talk you off a ledge, will we? No. You know why? Why? Three words. Batman, Arkham, Origins. Well, well there also you go. Also comes out on October 25th. There you go. So I will be playing that and using, hopefully, kill, finish that game. By the time my PS4 comes in with the day date release of Assassin's Creed 4 and Watch Dogs. Okay. So I'm just saying. Like, I'm, so you got something planned. I'm already, I'm, I'm already, my ducks in a row. I don't have to worry about playing Batman for a while and then going, well, I'm ignoring Assassin's Creed 4. Oh, you know, I, I got, I got time. All right. Like, like I said, Saints Row 4 was my buffer. You know, I was killing time until GTA 5 and I actually got thrown in the whole Kingdom Hearts one and a half. Mm-hmm. And that floated me through to GTA Five. Well, all right. Well, good. Um, so good. I guess. I mean, I'm not much of a cloud fan. I don't know. Just something. We've well, talked. You're not, you're not training in your PS3, are you? No, no, because so then you're, you know, yeah, because it's not backwards compatible. And again, if I have Batman Arkham Origins, I can't play it on the PS4. So. Right. What's the point? What's the point of having? I mean, yeah, if I finish beat the game before the PS4 comes out, that's great, but. I still have Batman Arkham City. I love that game. Why mm-hmm. would I want to, you know, there's some downloadable content that I have. I didn't get the game of the year version, so 
my Harley's Revenge as part of the downloadable content, right. which is on my hard drive. So I gotta, you know, I gotta keep it around for at least a while longer. Yeah, I would say if I start when they start weaning people off the PS3 games, mm-hmm. I think that's maybe when I'll trade it in. Okay, you know, maybe I don't know. Who knows? I'm keeping it all open at the time. You know, never know. Never know. I it was like I said not too long ago. Really tempted to trade in my Xbox 360 because I got really pissed off at it. <laughs> it's like, fuck you! I'll trade you in, bitch. <laughs> get myself a newer model. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, no. You know, so I have to get myself since I have the HD TV and everything's be HDMI input. I have to get myself a little couple little adapters so I can make sure everything's all plugged into the high def stuff. Right. You know, I got to tech nerd. I mean, yeah. tech spoiled, so I got to get my shit on. <laughs> All right, so what else you got in the news? Leap Motion and HP unveiled the world's first laptop with Connect-like 3D gesture control. Because that's what we need. Because <laughs> we're getting lazier. Well, no, oh, well, I mean, okay, I, I am a fan of the gesture control stuff. Right. I do think that's kind of neat, especially as a man who talks with his hands a lot. For yes. those people who can't see me in studio... <laughs> When I talk to Ed, my hands are right now moving as I'm talking. <laughs> like, I'm going, hey, yo, hey, what's up? Uh, yes. <laughs> but my thing is, though. You you would be horrible at this. At what? Because you'd be talking and your hands would be going crazy and the, the computer would be, like, flipping out. And... Well, okay, well, there's that, too. I mean, right. like, us Jewish, Italian people can't, you know, the way, when people talk with their hands. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, Luigi, I'm trying to rescue the princess here at the... Uh, and my hands are going all over. Next thing you know, I'm... <laughs> Mario's just... jumping off of a, a platform and yeah. skydiving with his nuts hanging out. Going... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Princess Peach, I'm going to land on your face. Uh, you know? <laughs> Time for a tea bag. Uh... Tea bag. It's me, Mario. What the tea bag? Uh, you know? <laughs> Hey. Meet Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, though, the thing is, as great as a leap forward in, in technology that is, yeah. could you imagine all those 20-something hipsters in college who think their shit doesn't stink, sitting at the quad, moving their hands around? <laughs> <laughs> I like with the phone, like just videotaping everything, you know. I mean, because that's what I see. Like you're on the bus, or you're in the quad at the college, and you got your laptop open up, or you're in class, and you're sitting there going. I don't think anybody uses the word quad anymore for college. I don't care. Okay. I am. I do. So fuck them. <laughs> I just say I'm going out to the quad, I'm sit under a tree, open my laptop, and catch up on my you English go. notes because I'm a hipster. <laughs> I got my frappuccino mocha latte, my Jeff cap on sideways, and my thin pencil thin mustache and soul patch. Ooh, my sweater vest, <laughs> <laughs> or my ironically hip T-shirt. <laughs> you know, sitting there going and just looking down on the rest of society because they're twenty something and they know it all. Yeah, you know they have no real world experience. And know, you know what? You want to want to stay there, dude. Because <laughs> the moment you step out in the real world, you're fucked. <laughs> but you know, sitting there with their laptop open, with their frappuccino, flinging their hands around like, yeah. "Hey, look at me! I'm a cool and hip because I got 3D gesture like technology." So there you go. 
<sighs> All right. Well, I mean, yay for technology. Um, personally, I can't wait for the virtual reality to be perfected. Yeah. Oh God! Can you imagine the fun with your Grand Theft Auto, like seventeen at this point, or twenty, where you pop on a helmet, or not even a helmet, just our whole room turns into like a virtual reality thing, kind of like a holodeck in Star Trek. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine like a holodeck with the video games? Holy shit! <laughs> I'd love to see you play that. Oh, I would love to see you play that. <laughs> that would be awesome. I literally, okay, for, I would literally be in like some virtual strip joint going, yeah, making it rain. What, what? Because <laughs> then, then you would definitely do the like a suit with the... <laughs> I wouldn't have to because, yeah. Oh, yeah, how would that work? I mean, because you figure if, you could be the character itself. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, so you're running around, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And you can always fade the black to something else. Like, you know, like, oh, look, I'm going to go home. <laughs> you fade the black and then next scene. Yeah. Kind of thing. I'm just saying, how great would that be? And then when your character dies, you won't actually die. <laughs> can just... imagine, though, the load times for that? Because like, you'd be, like, standing there in the dark, waiting, like, you know, and there's, like, a little circle in your eye, like, because it's, like, you know, the spiral, like, floating next to the know, you're thinking low-tech, dude. You're <laughs> thinking, like, goggles and shit. I'm talking, like, a big black room with the lines, like an actual holodeck. Yeah, yeah, that... Where you don't have stuff okay. attached to your face. Or, where... or, or it's just in front of you in the screen. Like, like, it's a, like it's a bunch the, of this big virtual reality circle just spinning. Well, actually, I'm going to think. Wait, please since, wait. Since loading. They, since they did like the Tupac Shakur hologram, uh, you know, and, yeah. and you know, have like a bunch of characters like that in the room while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, and you're shooting. You don't even have to need guns. You can just go bang, 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 <laughs> and then boom, 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 and then they die. And then when you <laughs> get hit, it just kind of fades, goes, and then yeah, loading, loading. <laughs> Loading. And you're standing around with like a, like, in like a lycra jumpsuit with golf balls on it. Just kind of standing there looking like an idiot. Waiting for the motion control to kind of back up. Come on! And just, that's getting videotaped for YouTube. People just jumping around. Woo! Yeah! 20 million hits today on the moron playing GTA 17. Come on! My nuts are getting cold! <laughs> These nuts are getting cold. <laughs> Warm them up. Okay, what else do you got? Next is Microsoft's ups iPad to Surface trading deal. Used to be reported this last week. It was two hundred dollars for trading of your one of your iPads. So how desperate are they getting now? They're going to three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> okay, now that just translates to me that that promotional gimmick that they tried last week failed miserably <laughs> to the point they went, "Let's up it up to three fifty. Let's see what people get." Next week, you're going to report it's up to five hundred dollars. Shit, I paid more. I paid less for my iPad. I'm training it in. <laughs> wow. So three hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. Did they say why they upped it? Nope. No. No. Yeah, I'm going to say because uh, you know because it probably got slammed up the Xbox One. All right. What else is coming? What else you got there? And there's... finally. Lucasfilm will combine video games and movies to act's post-production process. Yes, I'm the one who posted this on our Geeksters Facebook page. Yes. Um, I-, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, this is a great idea. I mean, I was reading this article, and I was just kind of blown away. I was like, really, they can do this? <laughs> yes. I mean, it was basically, basically what they did was they actually had the program running, and they used, obviously, like R2-D2, 3PO, and a guy as a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. They're running around in the lycra suits with the golf balls on them. Yeah. You know, 
But as they're filming, they're looking at the monitor, and you can actually see the C-3PO, the R2-D2, and the Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they probably have them just loaded up anyway. Right. You know, but it's interesting to see like how they actually do – you don't have to worry about, for lack of a better term, like, like it says, the post-production in movies where they take it – like as right now, as we're talking, mm-hmm. somebody's making a movie – that needs visual effects. Right. So as we're being filmed, as I'm being filmed going, gee, Willikers a car. <laughs> right. You know, there is some guy. Some, Drawing a transformer that's a car. In an in, in office building somewhere going, putting in, logging in like 100,000 hours to get this ready for post-production. Right. Where it's kind of a double-edged sword because if this guy can do it, then, you know, if they do this process of where I already made the characters and then it's already synced up to your body movement. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Right. <laughs> you know, I'll be home sipping margaritas and playing GTA Five while I'm standing in a, in a green room going, "Gee, Willikers car." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's it's great in some ways because they'll probably make movies like Star Wars instead mm-hmm. of taking three to four years. Maybe it'll take a year. Yeah. You know, so it'll speed up that process. Because you don't have to worry about some guy standing with a like a like a you know, if, whenever you see one of those behind the scenes, it's always somebody holding a a, a um, tennis ball on a stick for yeah. like, for for reference for reference point. point reference yeah. Or when they do um, like Lord of the Rings when they have Gollum, yeah, it was Andy Serkis in that flesh colored onesie, right? But now you're gonna and then they, they with the with the balls on, yeah. But and they had to go back and post to kind of add him on, right? And then redraw his over that suit, basically right. him and the, the column itself, and and do the movements and anything else that was like any kind of right. They had like take, eye movements and stuff like that, right? They kind of had to take him out and then redo him, right? Here they can just do it all in one shot, so you could have it being done faster. Yes. So I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I can't wait. Me either. All right, we'll see now. Uh, is that it for the news? That is it for the news. All right. When we come back, we're going to have Ed's top 10, well, top, not top 10, Yeah. 10 movies that we discussed last week. If Ed was stuck on a strand, if he was stranded on a deserted island, what 10 movies we would bring. Yes. So I'm going to sit here and laugh at him religiously. <laughs> and of course, I'll have my like 10, maybe. Right. Because I'm going to make it up as I go along. Maybe we'll get some listeners to call in and, and give an ideas. Sure. I mean, if you want to call in with a movie that you have to have if you're stuck on a deserted island, give us a call at 215-600-3284. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a little bit. All right. So then I said, that price is for the two of you? <laughs> I have no idea. I thought that was a deal. <laughs> well, I guess so. That's a lot of money, though. They're worth it. Is for that it? kind of action. <laughs> Man, finding a person for that, just for finding one person for that price is outrageous. <laughs> you know, to find two to do the same thing together for the one price? Yeah. Dude, that's like buy one, get one free in my book. Yeah, when you play D&D, you need more people. You're talking about D&D? No, I'm not. <laughs> Sheesh. Not me. <laughs> oh, we're back on. Oh, gee. <laughs> You're kidding. Really? Surprise. I never would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that means we're recording? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> How original. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> anyway, so that was hour two. Yes. Where uh, we talked. Yeah. Well, you know what we talked about because you just heard it. What the, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, of course, we never tease the whole what Ed would bring into the you know, third hour. Third hour, and he cheated. He cheated. I did not. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that the rules were clearly were not clearly stated, but they were stated. What ten movies would you bring? Right. I thought it was implied. Well, you know what? Screw it. You people hear it in part three. And you can give us feedback to whether or not you think Ed cheated. <laughs> I did not cheat. <laughs> Whatever. And on that note, if you want to contact on Sean and anything we've talked about or just want to talk to him, you can contact me at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed and say that he's a lying bitch making shit up in a rule in a game. You can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you always can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And you can go to aquanetradio.com and like them. Tell them, you, tell them that we sent you. Say, I love Aquanet Radio, and I like it because Geeksters asked me to. And always check us out Sunday nights from 7 to 10 Eastern Time on aquanetradio.com. Live with a new know what's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs>